0: but there is a trust issue with end investors and there is a trust issue with advisors associated with those practices that you mentioned.
1: Hi, I'm John Sullivan with 401k Specialist, and this is the 401k Specialist podcast. Guaranteed income and retirement plans is a big issue. Big because it's important, complex, and getting a lot of attention, especially in the wake of the SECURE Act. It's increasingly an industry focus, and now several players have come together to form a lifetime income consortium. Broadridge FI360 head John Fastino said it's a targeted initiative to catalyze lifetime income adoption for the industry overall. Fastino joins us to discuss the consortium, why lifetime income is critical, and address some of the criticism of guaranteed products. While the overall acceptance rate has grown, there are still a lot of advisors skeptical or outright opposed to guaranteed income products in 401ks. John, make the case.
0: There's a there's a huge market need, and I'll point to three drivers that warrant the use of some kind of lifetime income solutions within 401k plans. The first of which is that social security on an inflation adjusted basis is paying maybe two thirds of what it was 20 years ago. So that bump that folks were getting from social security isn't there anymore. The second thing that I'll point to is a trend that's occurred over the last 20 or 30 years where there are just a lot less defined benefit plans than there were. So you've seen all the stories about companies defined benefit plans going going bankrupt and getting the payouts from it. So the corporate retirement plans are not supporting folks with guaranteed income like they did in the past. And then the third thing is that lifespans are increasing. So you've got people living longer with less certainty about the paychecks they're gonna get every month to continue, and I would say maybe a fourth thing you can point to is just that there's a lot of awareness from participants and plan sponsors that this is absolutely a need.
1: But I think what they're really worried about is just those days of old variable annuity guys who are selling uh, annuities to 75 year old widows with 20 year lockups. Have they accounted for that in the industry?
0: I, I think that's a great point. The um, you know the the days in the late 80s and the early 90s when there were a lot of really terrible selling practices with annuities have made some people uh, you know just negative on on annuities agnostic of their their fee structure and the benefit structure and the like there are some you know really smart academics and some really smart industry people that point to the fact that you know in general um these these offerings you know can be good uh if they're structured appropriately but there is a trust issue with end investors and there is a trust issue with advisors associated with those practices that you mentioned and that's where i believe that fi360 with our you know fiduciary reputation and credibility can hopefully help shine some light on on where good annuities good guaranteed income offerings can be found
1: so what is the consortium and how is it structured
0: so the the consortium that we're in the process of building right now is focused on bringing a fiduciary standard of care to kind of the, uh, the after-accumulation stages of retirement planning for advisors and for individual investors. We believe that there's a lot we can do to educate advisors so that they can educate plan sponsors and that we can evangelize for those good guaranteed income offerings. Joining Fi three hundred and sixty in this consortium, in terms of kind of the structural and operational aspects of it, are fiduciary insurance that's Michelle Richter's company. Michelle's a New York Life veteran who's got a lot of credibility, um, having been on the the provider side um, and has been an evangelist for fiduciary practices with annuities. And then Canx as well too, who is a data provider. Tamiko Toland has been the the primary that's been involved on the on the setup. Um, so. Our three organizations got together and said, "Hey, there's a real need." And then we started reaching out to um, manufacturers nationwide. Has said they're they're committed to joining. Alliance Bernstein is as well too, and there are eight to ten others who have expressed a strong interest that we expect to get. Um, we expect to get confirmation from in the next month and a half or two. So, what we want to do is we want to bring the product providers to the table. Um, in a way that allows us to coalesce around standards for data representation um, evangelism to the to the industry so that it'll help advisors with their with their due diligence
1: what was the eureka moment for the consortium John was it your brainchild or somebody else's
0: so, I, you know, I, I believe that, um, M- Michelle and Tamiko and I kind of independently felt that this was something that made sense, uh, to, to happen. And I got an introduction to Michelle six or eight months ago and, and she introduced me to, uh, Tamiko. And, um, so, I, you know, it, it might have been three separate Eureka moments. Um, uh, sure. and then we, we kind of coalesced around how to, uh, um, how to basically execute on it but what i what i will say to john is that the firms that uh so nationwide alliance bernstein and and several others that i hope i'll be able to name in the near term seem very like-minded with michelle and tamiko and i where they see the needs for guaranteed income lifetime income within retirement plans they want to help plan participants um, and they believe that partnering with their peers is the best way to move this forward. They don't want this to take five years or 10 years or 15 years before it takes off. Um, So I think we're all like-minded in realizing some of these barriers that you highlighted, one of them that you highlighted, which is just that negative perception on annuities, um, some of the lack of education, and there's some other ones as well. Uh, But there's a lot of like-mindedness on on everyone that we've spoken to.
1: So the Alliance for Lifetime Income sponsors the Rolling Stones Tour. So you're going to have to get guns and roses, but how does the (laughs) consortium differ?
0: So the the Alliance for Lifetime Income is really focused on education. It's a a tremendous organization. We are focused on on not only that education, but really on the the execution and the commercialization of these offerings. One of the things that's um, kind of at, at the core of this consortium, from my perspective, is a realization that in order for lifetime income to take off and do well... First and foremost, it has, it has to meet the needs of participants. It has to provide tremendous value. And that means, you know, well priced solutions that are, that are easy to understand. But the other really critical aspect is that it needs to be profitable for the folks that are making the products and it needs to be profitable for advisors as well, too. So we're not just focused on the education, but we're really focused on the commercial success. Um, because that's what I believe is, is going to drive the best outcomes for these end participants. Um, if, if we can address all those things, it, it's going to be great for everyone.
1: What kind of a timeline are we looking at here for development and launch?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great question, John. So we have a timeline set and some goals set for the first year of the consortium, which will kick off in January of 2022. During that first 12 months, we're going to be focused on evangelism with advisors, and that's really going to continue for the life of the consortium. The other thing that's a big deliverable that we're focused on for that first 12 months is a vetted due diligence methodology. So what I mean by that is having the consortium members um, agree to the extent we can get everyone to agree or at least have a shared understanding on what makes sense from a due diligence methodology perspective. And then we will likely have a prominent ERISA law firm vet and validate that methodology. One of the big barriers that we've heard from advisors in, in uptake is fiduciary concerns. So the, the Secure Act helps and there's a safe harbor there, but there's still concerns from advisors on, you know, how do I evaluate these options, not only for the initial selection, but for the ongoing Uh, for the ongoing monitoring and the like. So that's going to be the big deliverable that we're focused on for this first year. And then after that, we're hopeful that that methodology is going to make it into various software platforms, including FI360s.
1: So what's new and cool at FI360 Broadridge? And has the acquisition worked out as you hoped?
0: Yeah. So we just passed our two-year anniversary for the acquisition and it's it's worked out really well. Um, you know, Broadridge has disproportionately—I I always say—they've disproportionately invested in us, meaning that they're they're putting more resources and more focus on FI360 than maybe our current size would warrant. So, um, Broadridge is committed to FI360 not only in the retirement space but in the wealth space also. So, they they very much believe in this fiduciary movement. Some of the things that are new for us include adding ESG data points to our software. I'm very excited about that. The Department of Labor just came out with a new proposed rule on the use of ESG within retirement plans, and our fiduciary score is a great complement to ESG factor identification based on how that rule that proposed rule was written. Um, so that's that's one of the new things that we're excited about that that a lot of our clients are starting to take advantage of. Fantastic.
1: John Faustino, that's exactly what we needed. Thank you so much for joining us. Do appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, John, for all that you do for for all of the 401k specialists out there.